With Hashem's assistance, we are learning with Baba Kamadaf Memches, page 48. We begin four lines in at the end of the line. The Gemara had asked the question. The question was, if I got permission to bring my ox or my objects into your domain, does that mean that you, the owner of the domain, have accepted upon yourself to make sure that nothing damages it, even from outside of my domain? Tashamat, we're going to bring a proof. Let's say someone brings an ox into the courtyard of someone else without permission. And an ox comes from elsewhere and gores through the ox that was brought in without permission. Potter does no obligation. But if the ox that got gored was brought in there with permission, then there is an obligation for the damages. Man Potter Man who are we speaking about that there's no obligation or there is an obligation? Maybe we're speaking about the owner of the courtyard who gave permission for, or didn't give permission for the animal to be brought in there. And therefore, it would be a proof that in fact, when someone gives permission to bring his animal in there, so he accepts upon himself the responsibility that nothing's going to come in from outside and cause damage. Because so, we see that he has an obligation to pay. Like the says, there's no proof. Potter Balashur, Bachai Balashur. The one that we're discussing that has an obligation is not the owner of the courtyard, but rather the person whose ox had come in and gored. Ihachi, Sumer says, if that's the case, my What's the difference if the animal was brought in with permission or not? Karen, the concept of goring, there's an obligation no matter where it's done. If it's done in a public domain, in a private domain, there's an obligation no matter what. So what do we care if the animal is brought in with permission or not? Amri, so we say like this, Hamani, who is this Rabitarfani? It's Rabitarfani, the Amr Mashuna Karen, Chazra, Nizik, Nizik Shalim, That in regards to where it came into the domain of the person who got damaged, so Rabitarfani holds that instead of paying only half the damages, which is the normal payment, for a tam for a tame animal that damaged with its horns through goring, so dis- despite that, that's what you usually pay if it was done in the domain of the person who got damaged. So then you're going to pay full damages. Birshus, so where the animal came in with permission, So then it's considered that it's the damage was done in the domain of the person who got damaged, and therefore you're going to have to pay full damages, like Bittarfin says. Shalibershus, where the ox was brought in, the one that got gored was brought in without permission. So then it's considered like uh, goring in a public place, and you're only going to pay half damages. So therefore, when we said that it's potter, it doesn't mean that it's completely not obligated, but rather it means that there's no obligation to pay the full damages. There's only an obligation to pay half the damages. There was a certain woman who went into a certain house to bake. A goat came, which belonged to the house owner. Ate up the dough that she was using to bake with. It got feverish and it died, the animal. So Rava, when this case came in front of him, so he obligated the woman to pay for the goat that died. So let's say that Rava is actually arguing on Rav. The Amar Rav, because Rav had said, that when someone brings his fruits inside of the courtyard of someone else without permission, and the animal of that person who owns the courtyard eats the fruits, so then there's no obligation on the person whose fruits they are to pay. Why? Because we say that the animal shouldn't have eaten it. Over here, Rav is saying, no, we don't say that. We, we obligate the person who brought the stuff inside to, to pay. Amri, so we say like this, we say it's not a good comparison because over there, by the case where someone brought his fruits in and he did it without permission, so then he didn't accept upon himself to watch and make sure that the, the courtyard owner, his animal, shouldn't eat his fruits and get sick. In this case, where a person brings it in with permission, so she accepts upon herself that, that to make sure that the animal of the courtyard owner does not eat this leisha, doesn't eat the dough. 
says, hold on a second. We have a different problem with this because why is this different from the case where a woman comes into a courtyard in order to grind wheat? It's being done with permission. Into the house owner's place. When she did it without permission, sorry, when she did it without permission, and then the animal eats it, the animal that belongs to the house owner, potter, so she doesn't have an obligation. But if the animal gets damaged, so then there is an obligation. So now, time of the, the implication is that it's only because she came in without permission that she has an obligation to pay when the animal gets damaged. But if it would be done with permission, she would not have an obligation. So why in this case where she came in with permission, the animal got damaged by the thing she brought in, is there no obligation for her to pay? Whereas in the case of Rava, where this woman came in and she was baking something, and the animal ate it and got sick and died, so he did require her to pay. What's the difference? Amri, so we say like this, when it comes to grinding wheat, came in the loy since it's not something that requires modesty. When she's grinding the wheat, she doesn't roll up her sleeves. So then the owner of the courtyard is not going to have to leave, and therefore it's going to be incumbent upon the person who owns the courtyard to make sure that his animal doesn't eat the thing that's getting ground. Therefore, if it did, so it's his own responsibility, it's his own problem, and she doesn't have to pay. But if she came in to bake, since she's going to roll up her sleeves to get involved in the baking, it requires that she have modesty, she has to be alone. So the owners of the courtyard are going to leave. Therefore, the, rest, the responsibility to make sure that nothing happens to his animals is upon her. So that's why Rabbi said that in fact there is an obligation upon her to pay for the damage that was caused to the goat that ate up her dough. The Gemara continues. We said that if an ox is brought into the house, the courtyard of an, another person, Amarava. So Rava says along these same lines. Let's say someone brings his ox into the house of another person, shalibishes without permission. An animal dug pits or ditches or caves. So the owner of the ox has to pay for the damages that were caused to the courtyard itself by this animal making all these holes. But the owner of the courtyard is the one who has to pay if he goes and he makes the, the area ownerless and therefore people start walking in there and someone gets damaged in one of those pits. So he has to pay for the damage even though even though it was stated by Mar that the only time there's an obligation for a pit is only if a man opens it and not if an ox opens that pit. However, here came in the Isla Lahayach Limluya Velokamalia. Since he should have filled up the pit and he didn't fill it up, came out the Kaidam. It's as if that he himself had dug that pit, and therefore the obligation is upon him to pay. And Rav says, So let's say someone brings his ox into the courtyard of someone else, Shalibishos without permission. And the ox caused damage to the person himself who owns that field. Or let's say the animal was just standing in its place, and the person who owned that courtyard didn't realize he was there, and he tripped over him, and he, and he got hurt. Chayiv, so then there's an obligation on the person who owns the ox. Ravat's potter, but if the animal was crouching, there's no obligation. So then one wants to know, which in the Ravat's potter, just because the animal was crouching, let's say it kicked the person and caused damage, so then there's no obligation? Amarapapa, my Ravat, so Rapapa explains, what do we mean when we say that the animal was crouching? Shehirvitz glolim, that it was crouching and it released excrement, vinitanfu kelshabalabayas, and then the vessel that belonged to the house owner got dirtied. The havi glolim bore, that these, this excrement is considered like a pit, and we never find that in regards to the damages that are done by a pit or anything that causes damage that's stationary like this, 
this that we never find that there's an obligation to pay for vessels that get damaged. says this is good. This is a good explanation according to Shmuel the Amar who says that any time you have something which causes damage, it's just stationary standing in the middle of the place and it causes damage. So that's considered a bore. That is considered a pit. And according to Rav who says that when is it considered a pit? Only it only comes out into that category if you made it ownerless. What are we going to say over here? There wasn't even a chance for the owner to realize that his animal had laid this excrement, and therefore, how could he have made it ownerless? Honestly, my answer is we can say it like this: that in general, the person doesn't need to keep the excrement that he has. So we can assume that in fact he made it ownerless even before the excrement came out of the animal. Therefore, both according to Shmuel and according to Rav, this is considered a bore, it's considered a pit. Therefore, there's no obligation in regards to any vessels that got damaged because of the glalim, the excrement. And therefore, that's the explanation why we say that it's potter, there's no obligation when it's crouching. And Rav says, Let's say, forget about the case of an ox now. Let's say if a person who goes into someone else's property without permission, he's trespassing. He causes damage to the person who owns the place. Or the person who owns the place trips over him and gets hurt. So then there's an obligation on the person who is trespassing to pay. If the person who owns the place causes damage to the person who is trespassing, there's no obligation on the house owner to pay for that. Rav Papa says, When do we say that there's an obligation on the person who caused damage to the person who was trespassing, only if he didn't realize that the guy was there. So, but if he knew that the guy was there, the person who was trespassing, so then there's an obligation on the person who owns the place, if he caused damage to him, to pay for that damage. My time, what's the reason? Because the person who got damaged, the person who was trespassing, can say as follows. Granted, you have a right to kick me out, if you want to, you know, I don't belong in your house. But you don't have a right to cause me damage, just because I'm, I'm trespassing on your property. This goes according to the reasoning. Because Rav said, and those who say it was Rav Papa who said, we're talking about Chesam Abyss, page 48b. If, let's say you have a place, they're both there with permission, meaning, let's say it's a Chazar Shutfin, it's a courtyard that belongs to two partners. So they both have a right to be there. Or it's a place where both of them do not have a right to be there, it's someone else's place. So they're on the same level. If they cause damage to each other, there's an obligation to pay. If they both tripped over the other person, there's no obligation to pay. Taima, so the implication is like this, it's only because the Shnem Birshus, the Shnem Shilashus, because both of them have a right to be there, both of them have no right to be there. Aval Echa Birshus, Echa Shilabashus, let's say one of them has a right to be there, and one of them does not, the Birshus, Potter, the person who has a right to be there doesn't have an obligation to pay for damages. Shilabashus, Chai, but the person who does not have a right to be there, so then he will have an obligation to pay for any damages. So it comes out exactly like we said right before this. The Gemara continues, If let's say the ox had been brought in without permission, fell into the pit that belongs to the house owner, and it got ruined, there was water inside that got ruined because of this ox falling in. When is there an obligation to pay for the ruined water only if it, if it ruined the waters as it was falling down? But if let's say it fell down, and then while it was stationary inside of the pit, so it caused damage to the waters, Potter. So there's no obligation to pay my timer. What's the reason? Havishor bore. Because the ox becomes considered like a pit, because it's stationary. Umaim kalim. And the water is considered like a vessel. And we never find that if there's something which has an obligation to pay because of the fact that it's considered like a pit, we never find that there's an obligation in regards to vessels. So therefore, the water got ruined, true, but now it's something that's not going to have an obligation to pay because it's considered the shore, the ox, is considered like a pit. So it's good according to Shmuel, the Amar Borhu, that whenever you have something that is stationary and it causes damage, it's considered a bore pit. But according to Rabbi, says that the only time it's considered a pit is only if you made it ownerless, 
What can we say? Because in this case, you're not going to make your sure, you're not going to make this ox ownerless just because it fell into a pit. So according to him, you have to say like this. This is how it was really said. When is there an obligation to pay? Only if the animal's body itself caused the damage. But if let's say there was a smell that the animal was exuding, and that's what ruined the waters, there's no obligation to pay there. My taima, what's the reason? It's only something that was caused indirectly. And we have something that was caused indirectly, so there's no obligation. Only if it's a direct cause, something like Tsuroros, where the, the stones are getting shot out. That's considered direct. But here, it's not a result of his power, per se. It's because the animal smells, and when the animal gets in close contact with water, so the smell can ruin the water. That's not considered something direct. It's not considered a result of the, the power of the animal itself. It's considered indirect, and therefore there's no obligation to pay. If let's say when the ox fell into the pit, there was the father or the son of the person who owns the courtyard, so the owner of the ox has to pay kofr, which is the value of the person who got killed, as if he were a slave. The Gemara says, why would it be necessary to pay kofr? The animal is a tame animal. How many times is it going to fall into pits and kill people? This is Pashtas, the Gemara in the sense that this is the first time. So why is he paying kofr? Kofr is only if it's done it three or more times. Rabbis says, we're talking about an animal that it's already done it a number of times where it's fallen into a pit and killed people inside of the pit. Yehachid says, if that's the case, it should be killed. If the animal is an animal that sees people inside of a pit, it jumps in and kills them, so the animal should have been killed already. How did it get to this point? Um, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, the, the the animal wasn't doing it intentionally, but each time the animal saw some grass on the edge of the pit, and it was eating the grass, and then it fell into the pit. And that's how it got to do it three or four times. Shmuel Amr, Shmuel gives an alternate explanation. We can say that this is Rabbi Yosef Haglili, the Amr Tamash Hazi Kofer, who says that there is an obligation for Kofer. When we say that there's an obligation for Kofer here, it doesn't mean the full Kofer, it means half Kofer. And therefore, it could be talking about the first time that it's done it. Ula Amar, Ula gives another explanation. We could say that you pay full kofi, you have to pay the full amount, and it's the first time. It's Rav Yosek Lili who says that you pay, there is a concept of chatsi kofi, that you pay even when the animal is tame. The Amar could be tarfim, but you're going to pay full over here, but because he holds like Rav Yosek the Amar Karim Bechazar Nizuk, Nezek Shalom Mishalim. Rav Yosek says in regards to Nezek, uh, in regards to the damages, so if it's done, in, done inside of the private domain of the person who got damaged, so then you're going to pay full damages, even though normally you would pay by a tame animal only half damages. Hachanami, here in this case as well, since the damage was done in the domain of the person who got damaged, so therefore you're going to also pay full kofir, even though normally an animal pays, the owner of the animal pays half kofir in regards to a tame. So the Gemara says, This is good according to Ula. You understand what we said, the case to be specifically speaking about the father or the son of the person who owns the courier, that's who is inside of the pit and that's who got killed, because they have permission to be there. And we need to get it to be that there's a right for the person to be there in order for it to be chazar anizik, for it to be considered that it's the domain of the person who got damaged. It's considered, as long as they have a right to be there, it's considered the domain of the person who got damaged. That's how we get to the full kofar. So according to Ula, it makes sense when we say the cases where it's the father or the son. But, according to Shmuel, says you're only paying half the kofar. And so, what's the difference if it's the father or the son? It could be anybody in the entire world. It doesn't matter who it is. You're only paying half the, half the kofar. It doesn't matter if it's chazar or nizik or not, if it's the domain of the person who got damaged at all. So my answer is, True, we could have said anyone. However, the more common thing is that who's going to be inside of the pit on a private piece of property is going to be the person, either the father or the son, of the person who owns that property.
the Gemara continues. We said in the Mishnah that if someone brings in his ox with permission, so then the owner of the courtyard is the one who has the obligation to pay. Itmar. So we learned in a memra. Rav Amar Rav says the halacha is like the first Tana of the Mishnah, who says that when they don't say anything explicitly, when, when I give you permission to come in, and I don't explicitly state that I'm going to accept upon myself the obligation to watch your thing, nevertheless, I have accepted upon myself, meaning the courtyard owner accepts upon himself to watch when he gives permission for someone to come in there. That's the Tanakh Shita. So Rav says that that's correct. Ushmul Amar Shmuel says, no, the halacha is like Rebbe, who says that, no, until they explicitly state, even if I gave you permission, if I didn't explicitly state that I'm going that I'm going to watch it, the owner of the courtyard does not have an obligation to watch it. Tanur Abonin, we learned in Abraisa, Guy says to someone else, you can bring your ox into my domain, but you watch it. Hizik chayiv. So if the animal causes any damage, there's an obligation on the person who owns the animal. Who's that potter? And if the animal gets damaged, there's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard to pay for that damage. Let's say he says to him, you can bring your ox in, I give you permission, and I'm going to watch it, says the courtyard owner. Who's that chayiv? If the animal gets damaged, there's an obligation on the owner of the courtyard. Hizik potter. If the animal causes damage, there's an obligation on the owner of the ox. Hagufakasha. So we have a problem because there's a contradiction between the implications of these two parts of this b'risa. Amritz, because we said, if he says to him, you can bring your ox in as long as you watch it, then there's an obligation if it caused damage on the part of the owner of the ox, who's a potter. And if it got damage, there's an obligation on the owner of the courtyard. Taima, why is it this way? The honor lay shamrai. Because he said to him, you have to watch it. Then there's an obligation on the owner of the ox, and there's no obligation on the owner of the courtyard. If let's say they didn't say anything, then the implication would be that the person who owns the courtyard is accepting upon himself responsibility. He's going to be responsible, and the owner of the ox will not be responsible. Because without saying anything, he's accepting upon himself responsibility. He's going to watch it. So that sounds like the rabbis. What does it say in the second half of the b'risa? If he says to him, you can bring your oxen and I'm going to watch it. So he explicitly stated that he's going to watch it. Huzak, if it got damaged, then there's an obligation. He's a potter. If it caused damage, then there's an obligation on the owner of the ox. Time of or lay vaniyash It's only because he said to him, I'm going to watch it. The owner of the courtyard accepted upon himself responsibility. That's why there's an obligation on the owner of the courtyard. Potter balashur. And there's an obligation on the owner of the of the ox. If they hadn't said anything, then the obligation would be on the owner of the ox. And there would be no obligation on the owner of the courtyard. Because if they didn't say anything, the implication is that he's not accepting upon himself, even though I gave you permission to come into my courtyard, I'm not accepting upon myself responsibility to watch your animal. It comes out like Rabbi, that he says that until he explicitly states it, he hasn't accepted upon himself to watch. The first part of the Brisa comes out like the rabbis, the second part comes out like Rabbi, it's a problem. So Lazar answers, Tavra, this thing is broken, so to speak, it's a mistake. The first part of the Brisa was said separately from the second part of the Brisa, and then they were put together subsequently. But they are not the, the same person who said the first part is not the same person as the second part. Rava says, no, you could say that the whole entire Brisa is the rabbis. So how do you explain the second part of the Brisa, which seems to imply not like the rabbis? I did Since we already said in the first part of the Brisa that he says to the person who's bringing in his ox that you should watch it. So in the, in the second part, we also said that he said that I'm going to watch it. But the truth is that even if he wouldn't say I'm going to watch it, he would still have an obligation, meaning the person who owns this courtyard. Rav Papa, Amar Rav Papa gives a different explanation. Kula Rabbihi. We can say that the whole Brisa is Rabbi. Hi, what do we do? The first part of the Brisa, which seems to imply like the rabbis. 
who says that if you have a karen, if you have an animal goring, and it's inside of the place that belongs to the person who got damaged, you're going to pay full damages. What's the ramifications of that? If he says to him, you watch it, so then he hasn't given him a space, he, haven't, he hasn't given over an acquisition in the actual courtyard. By giving him permission to come in there, he doesn't have a right, the person who owns the ox doesn't have a right to, to the actual courtyard itself. So now, so now when it causes damage, it's considered like it's gored in the domain of the person who got damaged. And if it's considered a place that belongs to the person who got damaged, so then the person who caused the damage has to pay full damages. If he hadn't said to him anything, he didn't say to him, you watch it. He just gave him permission to come in there. So then, the implication is that he's giving him a place to be inside of this courtyard. And then it's considered that there are two partners in this field, in this courtyard. And therefore, in such a case, there's not going to be an obligation on the owner of the ox to pay full damages. There will be an obligation for him to pay half damages. And that's what we mean when we say that it's potter, that the implication is that there's not going to be an obligation. It doesn't mean that there's no obligation at all, but rather it means that there's no, there's no obligation to pay the full damages, only half the damages. With Hashem's help, we'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.